Well, well, well. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Freshly Peeled. I am your host, Tubin Monkey. I am super happy to have y'all tuned back in for the second episode of our podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody that listened to our first episode. It was a very exciting and nerve-wracking experience to get our first podcast out there, but... I'm happy to say that uh, the reception has been going quite well, so I definitely want to extend some thank yous to all of those who have tuned in on Spotify and also on YouTube. It is really, really, really awesome to see the uh, support for this new podcast, so I want to thank you very much, and I am very, very, very excited to welcome you back to our second episode. We have got a chock-full podcast today. We got a lot of topics to touch on. I got a lot of news to talk about and uh, kind of outline the future of what's to come for the podcast. So first and foremost, allow me to welcome those in. My name is Tubin Monkey. I am a variety streamer on Twitch. I have been making content for over five years. I am a Twitch affiliate and I love to game. I am a huge gamer. I've been gaming for over 30 years and I have a humongous passion for gaming and making content. So, with that little introduction out of the way, let's dive into this week's podcast. We're going to be talking about a couple of interesting subjects, some things that popped up in the industry, and uh, let's just get started, why don't we? Uh, first and foremost, let's let's talk just a little bit about some of the things that have happened um, over the course of the week. Hopefully, those of you who... Um, celebrated Mother's Day this past Sunday. Hopefully it was nice and safe and got to give your mom some nice, you know, hugs and kisses over the phone or video call, you know. You gotta you gotta show the mom some love because seriously, they are they are the they are the real, real MVPs. Um I uh reached out to my mom and you know gave her gave her my uh, my wishes and hopefully soon after all this stuff goes uh goes back to normal whenever it whenever it does we'll definitely get to hang out and spend some much needed time and make up for all this uh missed missed time together but i do want to give a special shout out to my mom also because she she has been a humongous supporter of mine in all of my endeavors for quite some time even from when i was younger and this kind of brings me into my first little subject is is a topic that came up recently with another streamer I was watching. We got on the subject of, of support. And we, we got on the subject of those around us who are really close and friends and family that don't quite see some of the things that we try to achieve as far as either hobbies or even potentially careers out of it. And me and my wife actually got in this conversation we're kind of we're kind of getting this a little bit serious off the beginning, but you know what? Let's let's we're just gonna roll with it. I had a list of things to talk about, but we're just gonna jump around. We're gonna segue around. Support support is a a, a huge huge thing in this day and age. Whenever it comes to those of us who try to pursue careers, and it, it's 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 hard to come by. It, it really is because in this day and age, a lot of people are really really uh aggressive whenever it comes to pursuing a career either in streaming or youtube or 
Twitter or, or any kind of medium. And whenever we don't have a, a, an immediate family member or friend that kind of initially supports our endeavors, it can be really detrimental to our self-esteem, to our passions and overall confidence. It seems almost daily that we have people that are pursuing careers in some way, shape or form, whether it be content creation or personalities online. And you see the you see such a humongous drive and a humongous passion and you see it. And then weeks or months later, those passions have been squandered. They've been diminished. They've been extinguished. And it's really, really unfortunate, you know, especially in this day and age where there are so many avenues of of success and i don't mean success in a monetary game but i mean success in terms of pursuing a a a dream with getting yourself out there because i'm gonna tell you right now it takes a lot of courage to really get yourself out there and sometimes not having that backing from individuals that you would usually lean on or don't fully understand it can be really hard on us emotionally and psychologically it's 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 un, it's almost unfair to a degree you know there there are so many people with so much passion but i feel like a lot of a lot of the reasons that they don't pursue these things is out of fear of ridicule or fear of people you know passing off judgment onto them because they don't see any monetary gain out of it you know it's why why should you why should you do Twitch? Why should you do YouTube if you're, you're not going to make money out of it? Now, look, I will say this. I'll, I'll say this to be crystal clear, completely 100% crystal clear. Everyone that does these things, YouTube, Twitch, you know, they do have that little inclination in the back of their mind. Like, you know what, if I made some money doing this, that'd be great, you know, but there's a lot of people that it's not the main objective you know it's there there's no denying that it's there but it's not the driving force you know i feel like a lot of people just they just want to put themselves out there you know they want recognition to some degree you know they want people to see them it's such an awesome feeling whenever you get to interact with people and they get to know you and they get excited to see you and that 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 ignites something within us we feel a sense of purpose you know, we, we feel a sense of drive to want to push ourselves further out there. It's hard, though. It, it really is hard. And with all this um, exposure possibility on the vastness of the Internet, it can be really it can be really hard to want to kind of break through that wall of comfortable, you know, that 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 barrier of comfortable that we're used to. It's just it's even harder when you don't have people that are backing you and your dreams throughout the course of trying to get a foothold i guess you could say i mean look when i started streaming it was it was really hard it was it was a very difficult process because even though i'm a pretty outgoing person whenever it came to talking and interacting it's still very hard because it's through a camera and through chat it's it's different you know it's very very different and i did talk about this in the first episode of the podcast that i was in a facebook group for youtubers and it was a great learning experience i was able to really 
figure out who I was through these projects that I worked on and other people that I communicated with. It was a it was a learning process, not for not for just making the content, like learning how to do it. It was a process of figuring out how I wanted to be. And also that kind of led me into the whole idea that I needed to move out of that that space. Not because of it was a bad space, but it just didn't really have any potential for a broader plan, I guess I could say. And and I talked about that also about community. But I'm glad that I do have individuals in my personal life, you know, like my wife, my mom, people like that, that and people that I know personally and in real life that support the things that I do. And it's really awesome to have that. Now that doesn't say that it's unfortunate that there are people who don't. And I want to reach out right now. I want to send some words of, of encouragement and I want to send some good solid advice out there and i'm not gonna be i'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and try and act like i'm kind of some inspirational speaker but i'm just speaking from experience is that you have to take those risks you have to take those failures and you have to just run with it because honestly there have been many things that i have tried and i failed at but i didn't take those failures and pile them upon themselves and realize that it was pointless to pursue any other endeavors. I tried many, many things. I've tried to do a multitude of, of, of art. You know, I, I used to write a lot. I used to draw a lot. I used to mess around with animation. You know, I've made videos and all of that kind of has compounded into what I do now. So I've taken bits and pieces of all the things that I've learned and all the things that I've failed at, <laughs> even though I'm openly admitting that I failed, which is okay. And I've rolled it into one. It's like this, this, this statue of failure that I've constructed into one thing. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I believe that you, whoever's listening to this, it may there maybe be tomorrow, maybe it'd be a year from now, maybe 10 years from now, who knows? I want you to know that there are people that do believe in you. There are people that do see the potential. I want you to know that you should be proud of the things that you have failed at because you tried. You have to try. It's hard to try. And it's hard to accept failure. It really is. But I'm going to be... It's just a matter of life. If you cannot move beyond the failures, then you'll never see the next stage. You'll never see the next opportunity. You'll never see the next possibility. Okay? So I want you to pursue as many, as many, many avenues as you possibly can. Because maybe they won't all pan out. Maybe some of them are just duds. But take what you've learned from each one of those experiences. Take what you've learned from each venue, adventure, and add that to the journey. You know, I've failed, but I keep on moving. I keep on pushing forward. I'm not going to stop. You know, I mean, I consider my YouTube to be a failure. 
in its own sense. You know, there was success there, but I really just didn't feel that it was the right thing. And now, now I will say this, I have been posting more back on my YouTube channel, but I've kind of accepted it as a side failure, which is kind of weird, but I think it's a necessary failure. I think it's a necessary thing to not be incredibly successful in because that actually drives me to do better elsewhere, you know, in, in a weird way. And I'm, I focus a lot on the things that I'm really passionate about, like streaming, you know, a lot of people are look, they look at streaming like it's just a, a cash opportunity. You know, it's, you look at all the people that are incredibly successful and you, you say, oh man, I could do that. You know, what's, what's so hard about that? It's a, it's a different kind of beast. It's something that once you dive into it, you see all the ins and outs, but that's, that's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother conversation. Okay. But all I'm going to tell you is that your failures are going to happen. It's okay. It's completely okay. But you got to learn from them. Even though there are people who, who are going to doubt you, people are going to criticize your choices for the things that you do. Everybody's going to have critics. You know, even the people that are incredibly successful have critics. That doesn't stop them. So why should it stop you? That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, that kind of got into a little bit of a ramble session whenever it talks about passion. I get a little bit, I get a little bit deviated from my, from my subject matter, but as far as passions, we can kind of, I guess we can kind of move into another subject matter with that. The situations that have been happening lately with a lot of people that have been stuck at home, essentially. Do you find that you have been pursuing or you've had the opportunity, which again, this kind of goes into people getting into streaming since they've had a lot of free time or being working from home. Do you find that there's some opportunities there that you have been wanting to pursue you know there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity out there and like even myself i mean i i am considered a, a essential worker so we have never had to have any break in our in our full-time job because i work full-time so but it has opened up my opportunities especially with this this is this is a passion project that went from concept to which actually has been a concept for quite a while. I just never really dived into it. I am a really bad procrastinator. I procrastinate for a stupid long time. I mean, the proof in the pudding is that I recorded this podcast super late because uh, I fell asleep on the couch when I got home from work. <laughs> there's there's a lot of opportunity right now. A lot of people are jumping on the uh, the roller coaster of creation. I'm seeing so many people breaking out into different mediums. It's very, very interesting. And I'm, I'm really excited about that too, because there are many, many opportunities to grow on different platforms. You know, there's, there's areas to grow on Twitter. There's areas to grow on, you know, Twitch and YouTube. I use those as a lot of examples because those are the ones that I'm currently on quite actively. And I'm telling you right now, for those of you who are trying to pursue your way into any of these areas, 
it's pretty fierce competition. I'll say that. And it's kind of weird because I don't look at everybody as competition, but I do look at other people as inspiration. There's a lot of inspiring individuals out there. There's a lot of people that are really pushing that envelope for what kind of content is being put out there. And I'll tell you right now, the quality, the production value is really, really high. Doesn't mean that you need to have any kind of high production value. You got to bring, you got to bring worth, you know, you have to bring you, but you need to bring it on a lot of platforms. But like I was saying, with all this time and this opportunity, I mean, heck this, this podcast is one of those, those, those examples in, in action, you know, putting that on Spotify, putting it on YouTube and just using the platforms that are available and trying to get quality to match is definitely, uh, it's a time consuming process, but it definitely can pan out. I actually had a conversation with a I've had a conversation with a couple people is that, is that quality, you know, quality is a great thing to have. It's not necessary. You know, if you can put in, you can put in a lot of work and you can put in a lot of quality in things that you don't necessarily have the, uh, say the, the, the most expensive equipment. I mean, look, I started streaming with really, really bare bones equipment. I started streaming with very bare bones, cheap quality equipment, and I made it work. I mean, even currently right now, I do have a lot better setup than I did when I first started. But I never let those things deter me from trying to push my stuff out there on all kinds of sites and, and places. And and from there, I just kept growing and growing and growing and building and building and building. Don't let those things kind of deter you. So with getting out there and, and getting on all these platforms, there's 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 a lot of degree. There's a high, high level of quality that some of us try to meet this high degree of quality that we feel like we need to meet but truth be told it's it's all on what you bring to the table you know you have to make substitutes you know you have to make sacrifices in places but you try to do your best you know you really try to bring the a game of yourself rather than the a game of what you can what you can purchase and what you can buy to try and push your push your content you know bring Bring a higher level of yourself, you know. That's what I've learned throughout the years. It's not it's not the equipment that makes the streamer. It's not the equipment that makes the YouTuber. It's the it's the level of personality. That's the level of uniqueness that that money can't buy. You know, you cannot purchase those things. Those are things that have to come from you. So you gotta make sure that you bring that. Because all the cameras and all the lighting and all the equipment ain't gonna substitute none of that that's not going to substitute a dang thing now to i guess dive into some of the recent news which i'll tell you right now as an as an old school gamer I, it's kind of weird to say old school because i'm only in my 30s but to bring up some recent news there was a really awesome announcement during the week and i'm sure some of you may have heard about it but uh apparently we're going to be getting a tony hawk pro skater one and two remake which is incredibly awesome i am super excited to get my hands on that like the <laughs> the younger tubin is very excited just because of the music alone and it has really sparked 
some nostalgic vibes that I cannot, I, I can't hide. It's it's really exciting. And I know a lot of people across the across the gaming community are really excited to get their hands on this this remake. I don't quite remember the release date, but there's something about it that just really sparks a lot of joy and excitement because it is such a nostalgic game and it it brings up a lot of memories of nostalgic experiences with games and it's kind of weird how you don't really think about some of these experiences until you think about some of the games that you've played and the moments that you have built around those and and one of the big big nostalgic experiences for me which kind of played into my i guess competitiveness scene whenever it came to gaming was a uh, halo combat evolved i have so many experiences tied to that game there's such a humongous nostalgic memory wrapped around that series and even though i've played a lot of games in my time there was a lot of pivotal moments during that game and that time frame that are so key into the the way that i approach games the way that i approach experiences and kind of want to put this question on y'all those that are listening those that are watching think about think about games that you have played and think about the memories that surround those experiences think about the the moments that you've had think about how that translate in translates into today how do these moments these experiences translate to today's setting within the gaming industry and the moments that you're creating now i could not tell you how many times how many memories i've had with halo like that game is it, it chalks up so many so many great times so many moments of bringing my tv and my console this was before xbox live and playstation network so for some of you that are listening that are a little bit younger that don't quite remember or have experienced a time prior to any online gaming uh, via console Back then, we had to lug our TVs and our consoles around everywhere, carrying these humongous tube TVs around to friends' houses and hooking them up. But Halo, it, it holds such a high spot for me because there's so many great memories wrapped around it. And it really set the tone for how these games can bring people together because I went to tournaments i went to people's friends you know people's houses friends houses hung out on on weekends and after school and these these games brought us together and now a lot of that's kind of i wouldn't say it's went away but it's definitely been replaced with the online experience and don't get me wrong there's nothing there's 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 some great moments to be had nowadays you know you jump on your party and you're playing call of duty with your boys on saturday but man there's some great memories that i have from playing games like halo back in the day or or even tony hawk you know sitting on the couch playing skate skate mode and tony hawk and trying to beat each other's score so then they would get a letter and you know what's really exciting is that they're gonna have the online multiplayer for tony hawk pro skater one and two and there's something about it that's awesome, but it, it also brings back memories and experiences of sitting on the couch and playing split screen or playing Tony Hawk one where 
you would have that two minute run and you would try and get a high score and then you're you pass it off to your brother or your friends or you know your or your sister and y'all would try to beat each other's high scores and something about that is so it's just such a great nostalgic experience and there's been so many amazing experiences that i know you you know y'all whoever's listening has had like what kind of games hold the highest place for you in 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 nostalgia like let me know tell me about your 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 most fond memory of gaming like what are some of the experiences that you remember because of gaming because i know there are some great stories out there i've heard so many amazing stories of people playing with their friends or even playing games with their parents i mean look i used to play games when i was i was playing games when i was two years old okay two years old i was playing on the nes and i remember playing with <laughs> playing mario brothers taking turns with my mom and then i would I kind of fussed at her and she got really mad at me. So uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not a great memory, but I was a kid. I mean, what am I going to do? You know, I, it, we, we don't have filters when we're young. I remember fussing at her because she didn't get the first mushroom in Mario and I called her stupid and she refused to play anymore. Mario, I'm sorry, <laughs> but nostalgia. Oh my God. It, there's so many, there's just so many experiences, um, and I can't wait to see the ones that these new games create, you know, these online experiences, and it's it's a little bit different, you know, it's a little bit different now with the online aspect of, of gaming, you know, there's this almost impersonal way of experiencing it, but you know what's the cool thing though is things like streaming really helps to kind of bridge that gap a little bit because you get to experience it with other people in the moment live. So it's kind of like you get to create that environment again where they're hanging out on the couch or in your living room and it's like you're having your friends over and you experience these things and it kind of fills that gap a little bit. I mean, let me know what y'all think. You know, what do you feel is a more unique experience being able to play with anybody across the world at any time at any any time anywhere or sitting on the couch or on the floor in front of the tv passing the controller back and forth taking turns some of y'all may not have experienced that and that's kind of weird because the younger the younger audience i mean i'm not trying to uh i'm not trying to diminish your your amazing gaming experiences but something about it just is is just really really nostalgic now with the news of tony hawk there was also another game that had cropped up recently with not such great reception and i'm not going to call the game out because to be fair they don't really deserve to be uh, advertised at all especially here but their re-release of a game kind of brought up a really really almost um insulting insulting approach to us as consumers and us as gamers and it was in in the in the method of their business model i'm going to use that as as just kind of this encompassing topic when it comes to uh, the gaming industry right now and the way that companies are going about i say monetizing their games do you have any fears for the future with gaming in terms of the way that they're being monetized? And, and I know recently over the years has been a big, huge highlight on 
microtransactions. But there's also been some really good pushes in certain areas like season passes where they have tons of free content or things that are just cosmetic. You know, there's there's a great businesses there's great business models and then there's terrible business models. And I'll be honest, there was a there was a really big uh, turnoff for me as a consumer when it came to certain business practices, you know, with microtransactions and things. But I've kind of evolved with that in a way where there has been a more accepting approach for certain methods of generating revenue. Like, I understand it. It's a business. You know, we have to look at it from a business perspective. A lot of these companies are trying to make a lot of money with their products. They're they're not so much making just games anymore. You're not just shelling out $50, $60 and you're getting just the bare bones experience. I mean, a lot of these games have extended lifetimes via DLC or season passes or free content chapters and things. It's It's evolved the industry in a weird way where some companies follow great models and some of them uh, try to... I don't know. They try to sell their game off as this live service that is almost an insult to the consumers. It's such an odd thing to see in this day and age how some companies can approach games as purely a product and then also just try to milk the consumers without providing any quality content. I mean, how do you, how do y'all feel about that? Is there is there a method of model that you find is the is the quintessential way? I mean, with a lot of a lot of games going free to play, there's a lot of games that offer a online multiplayer experience and kind of pushing the single player games on the on the back burner. Is there a method that you think is is better? Is live services providing quality content, or do you feel that paying for a premium experience do you are do you feel that that's a better method like a subscription i for one am a pretty a pretty decent fan of of a season experience meaning that i can pay for that season's worth of content if i feel that it's worth it but i don't i don't diminish my overall experience of the game itself saying that i'm only getting cosmetic stuff that's fine but whenever I'm blocked out of experiences, then it kind of changes my viewpoint on the game. I would rather pay for stuff that can help the game, help the company, provide more content that's free, but also get stuff that's cosmetic. I think that is a great business model, in my opinion. It's a great way to support a game for the future and also support the company in a way that doesn't diminish the overall quality of the game's experience now hopefully there are going to be more companies that kind of approach this model in my opinion because i feel that it is a great model and there are quite a few companies that have used this model very effectively but it's definitely different from what it was many years ago where you just got a straight up product and there wasn't much beyond that there was no value beyond the initial product there was nothing to look forward to and also that helps the game stay, you know, relative. It helps the longevity of the game and the experience because nowadays it's not just so much, it's not so much a game, it is an experience 
we as consumers kind of dictate whether that that can survive or if it can fail miserably the worst the worst offenders of this though are those that try to use poor business models and take advantage of those they think that they can milk their money out of and we should definitely scrutinize them accordingly we should really really put our voices out there and 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 show them that this is not okay you know that's not right for you to charge money up front and then it's not right for you to charge money to play the game after we've paid an initial price again i'm not gonna name a name i'm not gonna name a game but i'm sure some of you are well aware of what this game is but it is an absolute slap in the face to the consumers that are out there and they should be ashamed because I know for one they will never get a dime from me especially with that now to cap off the end of this little podcast so I want to touch base just a little bit briefly on the uh, really awesome announcement of the Unreal Engine 5 that came out we're kind of doing a really game heavy centric stream which is I mean stream podcast I'm in streamer mind I'm sorry I'm really excited about the future of gaming however with a bit of caution the unreal engine 5 released this week for those of you who are listening sometime this week the unreal engine 5 has has been showcased um via playstation's little showcase they had the little live stream that they put up and as a consumer i'm very excited but i'm also very curious i have a lot of questions because what we were shown is very 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 impressive from a technical standpoint but at the same time it does make me bring up a lot of questions in terms of is this promoting something that is possible right now day one or is this a glimpse of the future of what we can expect and and this is where i kind of sit myself at where it shows great potential but from a consumer standpoint how early is this tech going to be implemented because look we, we we have stuff that was showed off years ago we had engine showcases we have we have had tech demos for things that looked even up to par of what we have been seen we have had tech demos and we have had live demos of things running in engine that weren't quite utilized even then and now we're being shown new upcoming engines in process in action are these things going to be the standard right out the gate or are these things that we're going to expect later on like i said as a consumer this brings up a great amount of optimism but it brings up a great amount of skepticism as well because we have to look at it from not only consumer side then developer side as well because these companies have to get their hands on this engine implement it build it utilize it work in it work around it and get it to function in a real world scenario rather than something that was just shown in a tech demo don't get me wrong i was incredibly impressed i've watched the uh, video it's actually up on youtube you should be able to find it quite easily i may have a link to it somewhere in this video on youtube if you're watching this 
but it's it's very impressive but it does bring a lot of questions like i said um i'm not quite sold on the current usage of it, it they did sh say that it was showcasing it live on the playstation 5 now are we going to get experiences right out the gate that are going to utilize these things most likely not let's take it from a realistic perspective yes it can run an engine like that but in a real world scenario is there a company currently right now that is working with the unreal engine 5 that's to be seen i'm very excited though because it gives us a nice glimpse into the future of what we can expect from gaming and it's quite impressive and not only just from a, a console perspective seeing this implemented across the board into pc gaming as well is going to be very very interesting and i'm excited but we have to be very cautious and this engine is going to be on every platform so remember that even though it was shown for playstation i don't want everybody to cry xbox tears <laughs> It will be utilized on all the platforms, so don't get too worried. It's going to be on, available on everything, so not everybody can experience it. Nobody's going to have to miss out. But the future is looking very, very interesting. And you definitely should go and check that video out if you haven't had a chance. On that note, I think we're going to call it there for today's podcast. I do have a future podcast planned with a special guest i'm going to be reaching out to a couple of people i do have an idea of who i can get on for the next podcast and we're gonna we're gonna have a nice little little chit chat but hopefully we'll be able to get somebody uh nailed down for the next podcast well we're gonna look to have our third episode with our first special guest to be announced and hopefully Y'all will tune in for that. I want to thank everybody who has showed support to the podcast so far. It has been a blast to start this venture and hopefully continue it as far as I can even imagine into the future. And for those of you who are listening on Spotify, be sure to check out the YouTube video also for the podcast. I will have links on the YouTube video to the Spotify also, if you want to tune into any of my live streams on Twitch, you can find me at twitch.tv slash tubamonkey. I am also on Twitter at tubamonkey. And if you want to check out my TikTok videos, which are okay, <laughs> you can find me at tubamonkey as well. All of our podcasts are going to be available on Spotify as well as YouTube. I'm still working on trying to get them on Apple uh podcasts and we're also on soundcloud if you want to check me out on soundcloud i'm not a rapper <laughs> you can find me uh on soundcloud at tuba monkey as well search up the podcast freshly peeled and there you go all the episodes will be up there we should have another podcast up like i said on friday with a special guest that's to be determined but thank you again to everybody tuning in this has been another great episode of freshly peeled Hopefully everybody has a great week. Love you faces. And I'll see y'all in the next one.